We interrupt this broadcast of the Guadalupe Radio Network to bring you a special live remote from Oak Crest School in Vienna, Virginia. Along with Dan DiBiase, my name is Mike Washabaugh. We are at the Oak Crest School at their brand new facility in Vienna, Virginia. 1619 Crow Road is the address. Oakcrest.org if you want to check them out online. But more importantly, when you want to call to schedule that interview to tour the campus, 703-790-5450. That number again is 703-790-5450, the number to call, encouraging everybody to do that to find out about this hidden gem that is an all-girls school in Vienna, Virginia. Joining us right now is the head of the school, Mary Ortiz. Mary, thank you uh, for having us out here. Thank you for joining us uh, this afternoon. No, we're delighted delighted to have you. So. All right, Mary. Well, let's get right into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oak Crest School's unique mission, it involves partnering with parents. Can you tell us a little bit about how the mission and in, in the partnership with the parents work? Sure. No, I'd be happy to do that. So um, let's see. It's a part of the, the mission, as you mentioned, um, that um, Oak Crest, it's, it's really the the teaching of the Catholic Church that parents are the primary educators of their children. So um, we you know, absolutely, we take that very seriously. Um, it's For us, it starts in the admissions process um, when we're talking to parents about um, what they see for their daughters. Um, we're basically, you know, encouraging them to think about their long-term vision. You know, where, where do you see your daughter? I mean, how do you see her as a freshman in college or as a young professional? And to, to really to get them to think, does the school line up with that vision? Um, and we, you know, for us, and, and obviously I mean, it's a teaching of the Catholic Church, I mean, marriage and family is a path to holiness. Um, the school is there to really encourage and support them and um, to kind of, I don't know, I would say like engaging in the adventure of, of raising their daughter. So um, that's sort of where we, you know, where we take it. Mary, now, we know uh, Oak Crest School focuses on a liberal arts education that mm-hmm. tries to form the whole person. Uh, but alongside that, you, you know, it's also trying to form them in their Catholic faith, mm-hmm. um, and specifically uh, Oak Crest with the spirituality of Opus Dei. Yep. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so the school is guided by the teachings of the Catholic Church. So um, we have a seven-year theology program. Um, the Catholic uh, identity of the school is very deep. It absolutely in the um, vision that we impart through the different subject matters, et cetera. But um, where Opus Dei comes in, I like to say it's kind of like the style of the school or like it's sort of um, the flavor, if you will. I mean, the way you see it in everyday life. Um, The whole, the core teaching of Opus Dei is that you can find God in your work and turn your work into prayer. So for us as a school, I think the first thing is the attitude that we have and we impart to the students towards study that um, it's a way to give, it's a way to find God, it's a way to give glory to God, use all your talents, you know, really go at your studies, um, with trying to take it, you know, give it your best with a spirit of service, you know, work is not an ego trip. Um, I mean, go for good grades, but try to love what you do and, you know, do the best as a way to show that you're grateful to God and your parents. So, I mean, that's a big part of the spirit of Opus Dei is our attitude towards study and work that we really share with the girls and pass on to them like a vision. That's a big part of it. Yeah, I like how you say pass on because when Dan and I were here a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. giving, getting a little tour and also, you know, setting up the finer points and the finer details of this remote, 
we got a tour of a school and throughout the school you'll see these window bays that have these wonderfully uh, just placed benches yeah. or, or mm-hmm. cushioned areas mm-hmm. and that's for the mentorship program yeah and can you talk a little bit about this mentorship program because that's something that sounds very unique to the school yeah um that has been with you know again since um since we started every student has a mentor and that's either a, a member of the faculty or staff um the whole i call it i kind of I, you know i've called it personal character coaching um we meet you know, it normally at least six times a year, mentor and mentee. The whole, I mean, it's a very rich reality in the school because the girls learn right away that, um, like how to think about themselves, if you will. I mean, they have strengths and weaknesses um, that that's fine. That's part of life. You're, and they get help. They learn how to take advice. They learn how to talk to an adult, um, which is why they're very good at doing that. I mean, I have a great, I think that's a big part of life. They learn that there's um, nothing wrong. In fact, it's very normal to ask for help. Um, and we see that when they go on to, when they, you know, go on to college, um, it's not a big deal for them to go to a professor and say, you know, could I have some extra help or whatever they have in life. I mean, you're not going to do it alone. We're not meant to solve our problems alone. So they, I think that's a very important life skill, but Generally speaking, it's learning to look at deeper issues in your life, friendship, your attitude toward your studies, um, dealing with boys, dealing with popularity, any kind, any issue, and to talk with a wise adult who's an advocate for you, talk things through, get some good advice, learn how to put the, put it into practice. Now with the... Uh the wise adult and, mm-hmm. and put it in helping out with the life skills. You also have another wise adult yeah. that might help on the spiritual behalf yeah. of the formation of the girls. And, and that comes in the form uh, of the chaplain here. Yeah. And can you speak about the role that the chaplain plays with the girls in their faith formation here at Oakcrest? Yeah. Um, I mean, the chaplain, I, you know, he's really like the spiritual father for everyone, not only the students, but also the faculty is also available to parents. I mean, his main role is to administer the sacraments, daily mass, be available for confession. Um, and but it's it's beautiful because at the, I mean, there are many things. He will give homilies every day, uh, meditations for the different classes. He's celebrating masses at all the special occasions, which are like the milestones in the life of the school. Um, so I think that's he's really like helping us to celebrate those important moments, whether it's like junior ring day, eighth grade promotion, graduation. Um, he, I mean, I think having someone who is available really every day just for you to go. And if you, whatever, want to go to confession, want spiritual direction, have questions, um, is such a sign really, I think for the girls of how much God loves them, that God is, I mean, because the priest is always available I think the girls get the idea. You, you get the idea that God is actually interested in me personally, cares for me, ready to help me to start again at any moment. Now, we know um, one of the important aspects that Oakcrest School tries to promote is um, a culture of freedom and responsibility. And we know that um, one of the key things you're doing is you're trying to prepare young women, obviously, for the next step. You should, for In this case, we know it's a very high, uh, I think, complete acceptance rate of all the students to college. So... Can you talk a little bit about that culture, preparing them for college and, and beyond, yeah. um, what that means? Yeah. Um, I mean, with freedom and responsibility, I mean, the basic idea there, I think, is that um, 
we are preparing the girls for life. I mean, you know, beyond Ocrest, obviously. And, but it's very, very important that they learn little by little to own many things, to own their own, um, learning. I mean, to, to love learning for its own sake and to learn that, to love that, but also their faith. Um, and you, you can't force any of, you really can't force things on people. It doesn't work. It will, it'll just drop away at some point. So it's a slower route to really kind of, um, expose them to the truth, to offer the truth. Um, we always say propose the good, the true and the beautiful to really try to, um, win them over. And the truth, I mean, truth and goodness and beauty are so attractive. Um, but you're, you're proposing, you're not imposing, and so what I see and what, what does happen is giving the girls time, giving them reasons, giving them good examples, all of that of, of what is good, what is true, and what is beautiful over time. I mean, they see that and we, we really want them to, to grab these things for themselves so that they really have deep roots in their lives, you know, and it's not something they just kind of toss off or it's very, a very superficial acceptance of really deep things. 1160 AM WMET, the Guadalupe Radio Network Broadcasting, live from Oak Crest School in Vienna, Virginia. Oakcrest.org is the website to go to check out everything that they have. You can also find the telephone number on the website to schedule a tour, but in case you don't want to wait and you want to hear that number now, it is 703-790-5450, 703-790-5450 to schedule that tour to bring your daughter to this beautiful campus out here in Vienna, Virginia. Now, one of the things that really jumped out at me uh, that Oak Crest does in, prepar- in preparing the girls is that they're required to be a part of a service program. Now, that reigns huge with me because that's what brought me to Washington, D.C. some six and a half years ago, and it changed my life forever. And I personally believe that being a part of a service program and being able to see the good in the less fortunate or the people that can't necessarily fight for themselves is a huge factor in developing uh, a person wholly, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Can you talk about the different kind of service programs that some of these girls get involved in and then the kind of impact that it has on them moving forward in their lives? Yeah. Um, Well, it's a part, I mean, the the girls are required to do a certain number of service every year. And some of that service is at home, which is really important to us. So a certain amount of it is to be done at home and then obviously others outside. It is part of their transcript. So, I mean, it's it's just from that point, the school shows that service is part of this education. It's part of the vision. It's it's very, very important. It's not, a, it's not an option, right? But then you can just take it from there. There are service clubs. We have girls who have been involved in tutoring inner city girls. We have a school ride charity every year. Part of the charity, I think it's very important, is that the girls are educated. Uh, they learn a lot about whatever endeavor it is that we're, as a school, we're giving time and money to. So education is an important part of it. We also encourage a lot of initiatives, and that is fantastic to see. So, for example, we just, you know, obviously people live through the hurricanes. Immediately the girls are like, okay, what can we do as a school for the people who are in need? Because obviously things come up in life. But um, it goes, we have... um, it's just embedded in the life of the school to be, what does it mean to be a person for others? And what I love too is that it, it's a way of life, as you know, is that I, um, nothing 
you know, any difficulty that somebody is going through is, is important to me, if you will. So I, I care about that. I'm, I may be able to specifically do something and I want to do that, but I also can always pray. Um, so part of our service work is teaching the girls that you may not be able to solve that problem, but you can do something enormously important, which is you can pray and seriously for the, the needs of people, because we're not, it, it, Matt, we're all tied together. I mean, it's Christian solidarity. It's growing in empathy. So, and my, I, I just say the other thing with that is that we also do say a true spirit of service is shown in very daily, very ordinary, simple things. And that is very important to us in the culture. It's not only, it is about doing big things and we want you to do that, but it's also the daily ordinary things. And then also to look at how you serve through how you are going to serve through your profession. You're being prepared now, but your profession is, is you, you have to, it's, if it's Christian, it's going to be embedded with the spirit of service. See, one of, one of the key words that you hit on and that I was listening for and it's rings true to me was empathy. I feel to be empathetic is really the way that you can go and make a difference in the world to be able to put yourself in another person's shoes, mm-hmm. maybe not be able to walk in those shoes, right. but be able to get a, a better understanding about what they're about. Yeah. So uh, I think what you do with the service program here is just absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We are talking with Mary Ortiz, head of the school of Oakcrest, uh, the all girls school grades six through 12. Uh, and one of the, f- uh, one, one of the other things that you always do, uh, is a monthly leadership workshop, uh, and that is you bring leaders from outside of the school into the school, and it gives the girls a different perspective on what it really means to be a leader, maybe in uh, the professional world. Can you talk about some of the different leaders that you brought in and the reception that the girls have yeah. and how that has affected their time here at Oakcrest as well? Yeah. Um, I mean, you described it well. It is um, bringing um, outside people who have something important to share with the girls. Some of it, um, we, we just this past year was particularly lovely. Um, the focus was on courage, and our first speaker was a a man who um, was survived the Holocaust. So he was in a concentration camp for, uh, I mean, like maybe over a year. Ninety one year old, wonderful man, and um, that was absolutely fabulous. He the Q and A was delightful really um the questions that were asked and the way he he handled it we also had um a young woman who um she was on the um rugby team for the uh, olympics in um brazil but her story was excellent it was uh she actually wanted to be on the ice hockey team and she didn't make it so um it was kind of like you know how you deal with um with difficulty and with disappointments and sort of come back so i think Part of the idea with the leadership workshops, I mean, it's it's showing them different things, but w- really a kind of our view of leadership, if you will, is leaders are people who serve. They definitely suffer. I mean, you, you, you don't just, it's not a straight shot. So many of these people are talking to the girls about perseverance, about, um, you know, all the kinds of things that they learn because you can have, we don't want the girls to have an unrealistic view of leadership or kind of a celebrity view. It's something much deeper. So our speakers give them insights into things like overcoming challenges, um, you know, honesty, being yourself, all of that. That's kind of like rich lessons. And it's really seeing how people, really good people navigate uh, the challenges in, in life. Um, that's kind of what's some of what's behind the leadership workshops. 
And um, we're here at Oakcrest School, this uh, beautiful new campus that was uh, just opened this year. Uh, and I, I implore our listeners to come, uh, even just visit. It's on a beautiful property here in Vienna, Virginia. Now, if we have a listener that you know is not in the Vienna area, maybe say Maryland, possibly, and they say, you know, I have a young daughter who's in fourth, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Oakcrest sounds great, but I live in Maryland. Yeah. It seems a little too far. What would you tell to a parent like that? Oh, that's great. I um. I would say um, don't let it don't let anything stop you. But we definitely we have um, we have several buses that go to Maryland. We started this some years ago as we prepared for the move because we've always had a great group of Maryland families, and we were determined to keep them. I would say don't hesitate. I actually just had a mom this morning who's coming from Maryland. She said her daughter. Um, she thought her daughter wouldn't want to travel on the bus. And she said after a few weeks of school, she told her mother, I love the bus. I'm with my friends. We talk. We do our homework. She actually does not want a carpool. She loves going on the bus. So anyway, but it is, um, and that's not just for Maryland, from any distance, I would tell parents that when you find the right school, it's such a treasure and such a support for you as a family that it's, it's worth it. It's worth what you have to do to make it happen. And something my wise older brother used to say often, he said, tell parents that it, see, it can seem like you'll be driving for the rest of your life <laughs> or they'll be on a bus. And it, it's not. It actually goes fairly quickly, which you may not want. But I mean, it's an investment for the most important years of their life. It's the formative years of their life. So it's really worth it. Now, Mary, uh, Oakcrest School, it's a private school. Mm-hmm. So we know tuition's involved. Um, is there any kind of help or assistance for parents who, who may think, okay, you know, I don't know if I can afford the tuition or wasn't expecting to pay possibly for tuition for, you know, grades 6 through 12? Right, right. No, it's a, it's a great question we get uh, often, and we should. So we um, we certainly do charge tuition, but we're very, very happy um, that we've been able to offer a very generous tuition assistance, and this is going back a number of years, so our record is is really strong, and it's part of our mission. I mean, it's it's um it's something that we've we we think is really important. I think this past we've this past year, I would say, I think the um, between forty and forty four percent of our families receive some kind of tuition assistance. I think the average award was more or less ten thousand dollars, so it's very generous. Um, and I always tell families um, that is who we are, and we always will have a commitment to that. I tell them not to get sticker shock, you know, not to worry if they think it's the school for them to start the process. We have a fantastic um, business office here with a great CFO and is is open to questions, has helped a lot of people through the process. So I would just say start. Don't, you know, start by even calling, asking questions, getting all the answers you need about the process. You've got people here who would be very happy to walk you through it um, and and really jump in. Do not stay away because of that, because that, again, it's really who we are. We want, we have an excellent socioeconomic diversity here. We have, um, and that's just really important to us. So please don't stay away. Um, get in the process, ask all the questions you have, and um, and let's go from there. So, Well, if you like what you heard and you want to check out Oakcrest School, the phone number to call is 703-790-5450. You can also go online, check them out, oakcrest.org, spelled O-A-K-C-R-E-S-T.org. 
or you can come down to the campus. 1619 Coral Road in Vienna, Virginia is a gorgeous campus. And when you get here, you're going to find this amazing building, this amazing campus. Uh, it really is a hidden gem, and we do encourage everybody to come on out. Mary, uh, it's been a pleasure to be able to talk with you. The work that you do, that your staff and faculty does, and that the parents do as well, because we know they play such a, an integral role in the development and the success of these girls is fantastic. So thank you so much for being here, and thank you for allowing us to be a part of this day. No, I, I definitely want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to share, um, as you say, the hidden gem with many people. Um, it's such a privilege and it's our favorite thing to talk about so happy to do it anytime. 1160 AM WMET, the Guadalupe Radio Network broadcasting live from Oak Crest School in Vienna, Virginia. If you want to come on down and check them out, the address is 1619 Crowell Road. Oakcrest.org is the website or if you want to call to schedule a visit 703-790-5450 that phone number again is 703-790-5450 we just got finished talking with Mary the head of the school and now we are delighted to be joined by uh, by Kelly one of the parents of a student here at Oakcrest School a 12th grader a 12th grader so pretty big uh, pretty big decisions and some pretty a pretty big year in general for both you and your daughter yes it is yes it is well Kelly first off thank you so much for joining us today and uh, the first question is the obvious one why Oakcrest well we knew we wanted to go with a single sex school so we we have our other children are boys and we had chosen all boys education for them and so we knew we wanted an all all girls school so from that point we started looking at people who sent their kids to all-girls schools, their daughters, and honestly, we were just always so impressed with the girls that went to Oakrest. They were, they were poised and confident, but you know, not beyond their years. I mean, it was just they were very natural and relaxed with who they were, and we just thought hmm, we'd like our daughter to be like that. So, so we started looking at that, and um, and then w once we got in there and we started to see the. A lot of it is really the relationship that the faculty have with the students. So at a lot of schools we've encountered, it's much more with the students. It's very much of an us and a them. You know, it's the oh, faculty yeah. and it's the students. But here, I just they're so involved in mentoring. They're so involved in the um, extracurricular activities of the girls. And they've really gotten to know, like for me, I feel like my daughter has gotten a personal education. So it's very hard to come to Oakcrest and be anonymous. So we loved this one-on-one -on -one between the faculty and the students and the fact that my daughter was going to be known and accepted for who she was, and she felt very comfortable. So it was a no-brainer. Kelly, uh, we know parents are the, the primary educators of children. Um, and then, you know, it comes to the formal education process. And what we've heard is that Ocris has this uh, parent partnership program that they encourage uh, with parents. Can you tell us a little bit more about that for our listeners? Well, I mean, I feel like it's sort of based in the idea that, you know, they're, they really know how to teach the girls, but when it comes to your daughter, you're sort of the expert in your own daughter. And so they really encourage you to come in and get to know the teachers. You share your daughter's, you know, uh, what makes her tick, what, you know, what her weaknesses are, what her strengths are. And I've always just felt like they've been very open to anything if I wanted to discuss, you know, academic challenges or maybe this class seems a little bit too hard. I mean, they're always very open and willing to personalize. Again, for me, it's just been a very personal education that was tailored to my daughter. And how much of that has to do with the size of the classroom that she's in as well? 
Probably a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, when most of the classes are in the teens, yeah. you know, and some of them, when you get to the upper level classes, have been even smaller. So it's really been, really been a very tailored education. So, so your daughter's been here since sixth grade. Since sixth grade. She's about to graduate this year. Yeah. Very exciting, of course. Yeah. Uh, the change in her from when she started as a mere middle schooler, if as you will, as a mere middle schooler, to now the head of the school and getting ready to matriculate onto college. Uh -huh. What differences have you seen? Okay, so this is actually funny because it's the subject of her college essays. All right, oh, wow. I think it starts with something like, Grace, I used to think you were mute <laughs> because she came to Oakcrest a very shy, very quiet sixth grade girl. And then by the end of eighth grade, she came home one day and she said, oh, I need to go work on my speech. I, I'm running for class president for the ninth grade. And my husband and I looked at each other. Our eyes got really big and we're like, really? And she goes, yeah. And she went off and I'm told she gave a great speech and she ended up winning the election. And I just thought for me, that was the magic of the Oakcrest experience for her because there's a lot of opportunities for growth but it's in a it's in a safe enough environment and a supportive enough environment that a quiet girl like my daughter was able to step out and take some risks. That's so. that's a huge part there because in, in certain other schools, you know, you may have that intimidation factor, that fear yeah. factor that's going to uh, prohibit you from taking that giant step forward. And yeah. that doesn't seem to be the case here. Mm -mm. No. So that's, but that's probably key to the size of it too. So it's, you know, it's big enough that there are a lot of opportunities to get involved in different aspects. Um, but it's also small enough that, you know, you feel like, Hey, I'm going to give that a shot, even though that's not something I've really seen myself doing. So. How strong of a parent teacher association is there at Oakcrest? Um, the parent, well, the parent teacher association, it's really actually called the Oakcrest parent association. Okay. And so what they do is they, they, they put on um, some family events that uh, where the parents and the kids often are present there too, and we socialize with each other, which is part of how you know you get to know the teacher outside of the class, yeah. and the teacher gets to know you. And um, the I, the other thing I was going to say before about when we were talking about the teachers is that I can't tell you how many times I go to like my daughter's soccer game, and there are three or four of her teachers that are there. Oh, fantastic. And they're always out cheering the girls on. And without fail, they will come over to me and they will say, oh, you know, hi, Kelly. I said, I just wanted to tell you that Grace did a really great job on her presentation or she wrote a really excellent poem. And they just never, you know, they never fail to share a little bit of uh, my daughter's day with me. So We're talking with Kelly, a parent of Grace, a graduating senior of this upcoming class here at Oakcrest. And one of the things that, a lot of college students, speaking from personal experience, experience when they do go away for college is they might fall away from the church a little bit. I, it happened to me. With the faith formation that she has received here, is that a worry for you at all? Or how has the faith formation that she's received at Oakcrest um, improved her overall spiritual life? Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's a worry for every parent. I mean, even if you've formed your kid really well, you go away to college and it is so overwhelming the numbers of people who are going to, you know, probably mock you for your beliefs. And, you know, it's going to come from teachers. It's going to come from other students, things like that. But I think because they, they know why they believe what they believe, that it's very difficult to escape the truths of those things. So we feel like this is the best possible preparation that we could have given her as she's heading off. Um, you know, their, their approach here is they have mass every day. Uh, it's not a requirement. So I think that's actually a good thing because 
if it's something that you feel like you've been forced to do, you're much more likely to feel that freedom when you head off to college. So it's something that she knows that she's been choosing to do. So our hope um, is that she's going to continue to choose to do that. They've had so many opportunities for confession that I feel like that's going to something that she's going to continue to seek out, you know, once she goes away to college. And I just feel like she's had a lot of chance to internalize, you know, some of the virtues. You know, for instance, um, I was laughing because she came home and she was telling me the class got in trouble about something and they had to stay after. And I'm like, you know, it was really one girl who had done something. And I said to her, I'm like, oh, really? Who who was it? And she looked at me and she's like, mom, that'd be gossip. <laughs> like, okay, touche, point taken. So, I, I mean, honestly, I really appreciated that the teachers and the staff here talk a lot and care a lot about the fact that it's a kind and supportive environment because... I mean, anytime you get a group of people together, there's always going to be the temptations to clicks, the temptations to gossip. And those things are just not allowed to grow any roots around here. So I have really appreciated that as a mom. And and then also, it seems like it gives them the opportunity, the girls, the opportunity to go out and defend the faith. Yeah. Uh, They're well versed in the Catholic faith and why it is, how it is. Yes. Um, So the temptation that you mentioned that a lot of college students face like me, who may have fallen away from the church for a little bit, she doesn't have to worry about that as much because she has those answers. Because she has the answers. That's exactly right. I mean, I myself, I took some Catholicism courses in college, and I didn't have a great formation. I mean, I knew what all the rules were, but I didn't know why we had the rules. Exactly. And so you go away, and somebody tells you, oh, it's a sin to go against your conscience. And you're like, oh, okay. And, you know, nobody tells you that you probably don't have a very well-formed conscience. But at this point, my daughter does have a well-formed conscience. So she might go off, she might fall, but she's going to know that she fell at least. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. And um, so we heard, apparently your daughter, Grace, she plays soccer. It Mm -hmm. sounds like um, on this beautiful campus, we have some sports fields outside. It's a gorgeous campus. uh, We're actually doing this show in the actual music room. So a beautiful uh, music room when there's small rooms. Tell us a little bit about the extracurricular activities here. We talked about academics, faith formation. Uh, what other areas do they offer for young women to, you know? Well, they out? offer a broad range of sports. I mean, and I'm always amazed for the size of this school, um, how many teams they can field. So they've got middle school, JV, and varsity soccer teams. They've got volleyball, tennis, swimming, basketball. They have track, softball, lacrosse. They really have um you know, most of the main sports that somebody would want their daughter to play. I think there's something like 30-some clubs that they have, and the girls um, run a lot of those. They put on a middle school uh, play, and they do an upper school play. So one's in the fall, one's in the spring. Um, Often they're musicals, and again, they just... uh, I'm just always surprised at the talent that they find and that they bring out in the girls um, for all of those things. So there's a lot of different areas like that that the girls can pursue. Oh, Crest School, preparing your, your child, preparing your daughter for everything from the academics to the faith formation to the extracurriculars. It sounds like there's no better place to be than right here at Oak Crest School. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. 
congratulations on the upcoming graduation and uh, best of luck to you and your daughter moving forward. Okay, thank you. That was Kelly, one of the parents of the graduating senior Grace uh, here at Oakcrest School, 1619 Coral Road in Vienna, Virginia. Oakcrest.org is the website to go to or to call 703-790-5450. We encourage you to do that to set up a tour of this beautiful campus. I mean, absolutely gorgeous campus down here in Vienna, Virginia. Now we are joined by Cecilia Marquez, the academic dean here at Oakcrest. Cecilia, thank you so much. Thank you for being here and spending this time with us. Oh, of course. It's our absolute pleasure. Uh, let's get started, shall we? Sure. Uh, Oakcrest is an all-girls school, 6 through 12. Why did, uh, why did Oakcrest decide to be an all-girls school? What was the purpose behind that? Okay. In 1976, they already knew that after the age of 11 years old, girls learn better in an all-girl environment. Now we have 40 years of research proving that. And why? Because when you are in an all-girl environment, you're not afraid of taking risks. You're not afraid of being a student. You are not distracted with how you look. You are really engaged in the learning process. In our case, we're not only all-girl student body, but we all have a female faculty, coaches, mentors. They are all female. So they, we have female role models for our girls to start analyzing who do I want to become as a woman as I grow up. And it's beautiful when you see the interactions and the self-knowledge that grows from, from these relationships when you are surrounded by friends you're not distracted by boys. We welcome boys after 3 p.m. And, um, but it's a beautiful experience when you see that in action. As a mother of three daughters, I have three daughters, 26, 23, and 19. The only one who benefited from this all-girl education was the third one. And so it was very interesting for me to see as an educator, but also as a mother, how transformative the all-girl experience is. And how was that different you, between your first two girls to your third girl? Uh, what was the biggest difference that you saw? Okay. Um, with the first two, they were raised in Princeton, New Jersey. They went to a top-notch school from the academic point of view. It was co-educational. With my husband, we thought, well, they better get used to the real world. They are going to go to college. I'm originally from Argentina. I have spent, I have spent 32 years here teaching at the college level and also the last 18 years in high school and middle school. So we thought, okay, co-ed, academic excellence, uh, let's raise them strong Catholics in the middle of nowhere. And it was really a very diverse environment from the ideological point of view. So the friendships they develop, the values they develop were always challenged by the environment at an age when the brain is still developing. So the judgment portion of the brain starts growing when you are 18. So you're, before 18, you're exposing girls to many things that might not be necessarily something they are ready to. My girls, my first two girls did very well. They are wonderful people from the academic point of view. They went uh, to Cornell University. They are beautiful girls. My third one came to Oakrest kicking and screaming because of my job. We moved from Princeton to Virginia. And I was ready to see the same values that we shared at home be reinforced in the school. I was not that ready to see, even though I knew the research, but to see the friendships, the leadership um, skills that they develop when they are surrounded by all female, and also 
um, for me, it was very transformative to see who she is as a woman, how she can explain to herself and to others, uh, even from a recent internship she had here in DC this summer, how she can explain who she is from the philosophical point of view, from the natural point of view, from the theological point of view, how that academic excellence, the virtues and veritas that we believe in, is are combined in such a way that the girls become virtues and veritas. So you just you, you mentioned excellence yes. uh, in academics. Now, compared to a co-ed school, how does the standards of an all-girls school stack up to those schools? Okay. So I always have research and personal experiences, and it's nice when the and personal experience the perfect two things to, to uh, match base off of. match yeah. the research. Okay, <laughs> so um, out of thirty-two years of experience, only the last six have been here, single sex. As a teacher, you find yourself calling on the boys so they are engaged on target, and you neglect the girls who are ready to learn, and that is true. Then, when I taught at the university level, I could immediately identify the girls who had gone to a single-sex education. They have poise, they ask questions, they are not afraid of leading the conversations and the discussions. So it's truly transformative when you compare co-ed and single-sex education. But I have data from research. For example, if you go to the National Coalition of Girls' Schools, you have data that says that in co-ed environments, 26% of the girls believe that they are good students strong students, while in single-sex education is much higher. Cecilia, um, you could talk from two perspectives, as a, as a mother of a graduate of Oakcrest and also as academic dean. We know it's a liberal arts education. Can you tell us how the curriculum here is going to prepare young women for college and beyond? Yes. Well, how we define the liberal arts education in, includes both the breadth and the depth of what we do. So regarding the breadth, we believe in teaching eight disciplines from sixth grade through 12th, and we want the girls to take classes in every single discipline from math, science, history, English, theology, foreign language, visual and performing arts. So our girls are exposed to that breadth for seven years and how you achieve the depth. At the same time, we want to value habits of the mind and habits of the heart. So we want our girls to experience tradition and innovation. So when you go through our English curriculum, you will see very traditional books that are part of what we believe should be part of a cultured, um, sophisticated woman for the 21st century. At the same time, we have AP computer science principles, and we try to teach every class addressing what are the essential questions that will make you want to learn what I'm going to teach you. What is the content that you need to learn? And what are the skills that you need to learn from this class? So regardless of the class you take, we want our girls to develop ethical thinking grounded in virtue. We want our girls to develop critical thinking and problem solving skills, effective oral and written communications, creative thinking, curiosity and imagination. And all along, we want them to work in collaborative ways and view that all these is for them to become independent thinkers, responsible adults, engaged citizens, and virtuous leaders in our democratic society. So that's why we want to raise, when we look at uh, our daughters, our students, we are looking at them and saying, okay, who, who, who is this person? How can we cultivate her unique talent, God-given talents? Bring them to fruition. 
And then guess what? It's a win-win situation because by the time they apply to colleges, it's not just that they will have a unique contribution to that freshman class because they have become their unique selves, but they also will be happy because they will end up choosing a college that is the right fit for them to keep growing in their uniqueness and they will contribute that, those talents to that freshman class. So it's a win-win situation. When they get to their junior and senior years here at Oakcrest, what kind of college counseling goes on preparing them for that next step mm-hmm. that you were just talking about? For us, college counseling is a journey that begins in ninth grade um, because we want to meet with the parents and the girls not to add stress to the process. We don't want that, but to get to know the girls. So then you can advise them what electives to take. We have many clubs that are not just for fun. It's actually a leadership opportunity. We have clubs on science Olympiads, politics, uh, beautiful intellectual initiatives that most of the time become a hobby for the girls and most of the time become their profession. So it's very important that we view the college process as a journey. And as we get to know the students, we get to tell them what electives to take. We have, again, not just the meat and potatoes that we want for the eight disciplines, but we are always looking at the electives and how to cultivate that uniqueness from Western political thought to APR history could be an elective, computer programming could be an elective, painting, drawing, music theory. So that's why the college journey is getting to know them. Junior year, we really advise them um, not just on the courses they should take, but we have a club fair, what internships they should apply for. We have career day for juniors and seniors. That is a good springboard for uh, summer internships. So the girls have a very peaceful journey in getting to know themselves, but being exposed um, at the right time to different college decision-making processes. I'm just curious about this one. Uh, what are what percentage, and I don't know if you have the, these mm-hmm. numbers, but I'm going to try and stump you anyway. Uh, what percentage of the girls that graduate from Oakcrest in all-girls school will apply and eventually go to an all-girls school college? Well, that's interesting. I think for us that data is not that relevant. Okay. Because for us, the transformative years are, are the teenage years. Sure. And I usually give homework to whoever meets me. So I'm sorry, <laughs> audience. Oh, I'm going man. to give you some homework, too. So um, last year we have Dr. Sachs, Leonard Sachs, come here. So if you can read the book Girls on the Edge, that will also be very persuasive about the importance of single-sex education. But if you read The Female Brain by Luan Brissendine, uh, chapter 3 talks about the female brain during puberty. And so... It's a very transformative uh, chapter because it begins with three words, and I don't want to be misunderstood, but the three words are drama, drama, drama. (laughs) So when you get experts in girls uh, from sixth grade through 12th grade, I think you're ready to go to co-ed educational institutions. I have the living proof of my daughter, and I know of many other girls. Is it going to be easy to be in a co-ed environment? No. But I think you can face the values that college represent uh, with a different strength when you come from Oakcrest on a single sex education. Cecilia, um, I want to ask you a question. So let's take your academic dean hat off. Yes. Put your parent hat on. If there's a parent out there listening, they have a daughter who's in you know, fourth, fifth grade, why should they 
pick Oak Crest School for their daughter? It's a win-win decision. First, the girls, again, if you go back to the female brain, um, the Center for Emotions and Relations in women is nine times bigger than the Center for Emotions and Relations in men. So if you want your girls to have a solid academic experience, everything begins with having healthy relationships with her peers, with her teachers, with her mentors, with her coaches. So what can be better than having a female teach another female teenage brain? So I would tell any parent, if in doubt, come and check us out. But as a parent, it's transformative. If you want your girl to excel or to reach her full potential, because Excel can have different connotations for different people, but we want our girls to reach their full potential, to take risks outside their comfort zone. Oakrest is that place. And if you do it at, in sixth grade, then you set the tone for high school and beyond. So as a mother and as an educator, this is a good investment. This is a transformative experience. We are going to develop good habits of the heart and the mind for your girls because our motto is virtues and veritas. So we really believe that the girls should know the good, love the good, do the good. And in, that's the virtues part. The veritas part is seeking the truth, forming your conscience. And so when you want a school that supports parents as primary educators, who want to develop character, leadership, virtue, academic excellence in your girls, come here and I promise you, we're going to deliver. And if you want to do that, again, we encourage you all to go to oakcrest.org or call 703-790-5450 to schedule your tour of Oak Crest School today. Again, the address is 1619 Coral Road in Vienna, Virginia, the beautiful new campus here. And when I say beautiful, I promise that is not an understatement. We were talking with Cecilia Marquez, the academic dean. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your resources. And again, Friends, if you're out there looking for a school to send your daughter to, Oak Crest School is the place that you want to send them. Call them, 703-790-5450 to set up that tour today. Okay, and the easy homework is come and see us. The more difficult homework, get the books and do the, your homework reading those chapters. But thank you for spending your time with us and helping us spread our wealth of Oak Crest and an Oak Crest education. Our Thank pleasure. You. Thank you, Cecilia. 11.60 a.m. WMET, the Guadalupe Radio Network broadcasting from Oak Crest School in Vienna, Virginia. 1619 Crow Road is the address when you want to come out and uh, to take a visit. Oakcrest.org to check out their website. And if you do want to call to make a visit, the phone number is 703 Five zero. My name is Mike Washabot, along with Dan DiBiase, and we are joined right now with an alumna of the school, Claire. Claire is now working in marketing and production. After she graduated from Oakcrest, she went on to a successful college career at Franciscan University. Claire, welcome, and thanks so much for being here. Thank you for taking the time. Of course. So first off, how did Oakcrest really prepare you for college and now your professional career? It's a big question. Um, but the, the whole mission of Oakcrest School is um, to challenge young women to develop the most important things, their intellect, their character, their faith, and their leadership abilities. Um, and at its heart, Oakcrest does that so well. They do challenge every girl to become the best version of herself in all of these areas. Um, I like to think of an Oakcrest education as a habit-forming education. Um, you know, trains you to become um, 
the best version of yourself in all these areas because it's so natural when you're doing something every day and you're surrounded by uh, incredible examples and the other teachers and the students um, who are also trying to become the best versions of themselves. Now, um, when you talk mm-hmm. about the best versions yeah. of, of mm-hmm. yourselves, how long did it take you to realize that, oh, look at the transformation that I've made from my freshman to my junior, my sophomore to my senior year? Did mm-hmm. you Was that an actual noticeable transformation for you? Certainly. I was very timid. I started Oakcrest in sixth grade. I was very timid um, and uh, really uncomfortable uh, in a lot of areas um, academically. I, I was just nervous. Um, and uh, especially, let, let's take math, for instance. Um, I was a nervous math sixth grader, <laughs> let's put it that way. Um, and I gained a lot of confidence um, because I had teachers who could, who, you know, who encouraged me. They say, you can, you can do this. Um, so I went on to college and I studied international business. I'm taking international accounting classes and um, mathematics that I never would have felt comfortable before. Um, and I think when you have teachers who are encouraging you in all areas to grow emotionally and intellectually, you gain the confidence to take on those challenges that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Uh, Claire, you know, you probably weren't here when they had this new beautiful location built, but when you walk through the front doors, one of the first things you see, you see the doors to the chapel. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how Ocrest, you know, formed your uh, Catholic faith and, you know, the fact of having possibly daily mass and a chaplain available? Talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. Um you do notice that when you walk in the front door, and uh, it speaks to a really important point about Ocrest. Essentially, Ocrest values first the relationship between God and the student. And this relationship is so respected, and it's given such primacy that the faith formation offered here strikes not just at your mind, but it really strikes at your heart. Um, And the key way Ocrest achieves this is by allowing for freedom in that relationship between the child and God. So you brought up daily mass. For instance, mass is offered every day as a choice, but because the relationship between the child and God is so respected, there's a freedom for that girl to choose. Yes, I want to go. Um, also, you mentioned having a chaplain here. There's confession available all day, every day. You can go whenever you want. So you could, in between classes, you just feel the need to go to confession. You go, you mm-hmm. do your confession, and you walk into class, say, five minutes late, and the, no questions asked. Well, where were you? I was in confession, but yes, absolutely. That's that's excused, if you will. Exactly. You're always available to go. Um, I think when you allow for that freedom, you you instill in every girl um, the desire to put God's will and her relationship with God at the forefront of her life because you're respecting that. You talk about a lot about relationships, whether it's a relationship between God and a relationship between uh, the teachers to help you grow and and become the woman that you are today, that has to do a lot with the community that surrounds Oakcrest. Can you talk a little bit about the community aspect here at the school? Absolutely. Um, Relationships are so important. Um, They help us to learn about ourselves, uh, not just about others. Um, And I think the biggest takeaway I had was there was never a divide between parents and teachers or students and teachers and even to a certain extent, you know, parents and students, because they're all working together um, for the same goal, for the, you know, to become, like I talked about before, everyone wants to become the best version of themselves. So um, you make lifelong lifelong friends, not just with your peers, your, your fellow students, but also with your teachers and your mentors. Um, yeah, it's very tight-knit community. How do they prepare you for college? 
um, my mentors and my teachers or those relationships both. in a lot yeah, of, I mean, in both. a lot of ways, um, your, your teachers, first of all, because that relationship is close and it's natural, you don't feel, um, worried about going to them about anything, whether you're struggling with something in school or you're struggling with something, uh, with at home or with friends. And that prepared me in a way that I noticed my peers in college were not ready to walk into their professor's office and say, professor, I'm struggling with this idea or, you know, this happened and I'm working on this paper and what do you think? And it was, I was building relationships with my professors in college that my peers were not. The same thing happens in your professional life um, after college as well. You need to have the confidence to know that adults want to speak with me. And when you become an adult, you need to have the confidence to, um, you know, carry yourself well in that way. So we know you graduated from Oakcrest several years ago. You've been in the, the working profession for a couple of years now. Is there anything looking back at your experience at Oakcrest that you were surprised that has influenced or impacted you years later or any, any specific instance you can re- reflect on? Yes. Um, one of the biggest surprises for me um, was an impact Oakcrest had on on my personality and, and on my uh, on my life. Uh, it I noticed it when I was studying uh, international business overseas. So um, I didn't realize it at the time, but I applied for a, a male-dominated program, um, and I didn't think anything of it. Um, but I had the confidence to get into this program and to go overseas and I was one of three girls and I wasn't phased by it at all um, until you know you, you look around the room and you're like wow this this is uh, this is important it's good that I'm here um, and I wasn't nervous about it at all um, however some of my female peers were a little uncomfortable so I noticed that first of all and then secondly um, I think I was surprised that I had the poise and confidence that's naturally instilled in you in day-to-day life at Oakcrest. Um, it served me really well when I was interacting with business executives and European heads of state. Um, I was really comfortable. I was really confident um, in these social and professional situations. Um, and it was something I took for granted uh, until I saw my peers um, really struggling uh, with just they weren't feeling at ease in those situations in those same situations and um, that was a surprise to me because it's something I always took for granted. That's wonderful. It's Oakcrest really just prepares you in every way, shape, and form. Is kind of what I'm, I'm hearing from you. We are talking with Claire, an alumna of Oakcrest School, now working in marketing and production in the greater DMV area. Graduate of Franciscan. University. Uh, Claire, before we get you out of here, because we know you got some other places to be because you know, successful graduates do that, I want you to think back when you were in sixth grade, about to start at this brand new school, an all-girls school. If you were a parent of a sixth grader right now, what would you tell them as to why they should send their daughter to Oakcrest? I remember that day. I remember coming in and, and visiting uh, before I was a student here. Um, and it's something my parents and I actually talk about a lot. We, ref- we, we, we still reflect back on it. And I think we always come to the same conclusion. We all agree that um, the world is not an easy place to live in nowadays. Um, and what parent wouldn't want to prepare their daughter in all aspects of her life? So not just academically, not just socially, not just 
emotionally. You know, you also need to be prepared spiritually. You need all four of those things amongst many others. Um, but above all, you know, you would want your daughter to be equipped, not only to navigate life's challenges, because there are a lot of them, um, but to have the confidence and grace to make change in the world. But also you need to instill that desire to use her gifts and her talents to be a light to the world. And Ocrest did that for me and it does that for so many other girls. Well, it seems like you brought that talent back here as well. You went away to school in Ohio, you've studied overseas, but here you are back mm -hmm. where it all started. Is there a little bit of a giving back to the community feel that not just you, but other alumni have uh, to really help move the school forward? Absolutely. Um, one of the greatest gifts Ocrest gave me was to learn uh, my talents, learn, you know, what I'm good at, um, and then not keep them, you know, not keep your light covered, that sort of that sort of analogy, but to share them with the world. And I see that in all of my peers and uh, the girls I graduated with and um, and even, you know, the, the other teachers that uh, have done the same and we learn from them and um, it's a beautiful thing. So we have heard from everybody that has worked. We've heard from parents. We've heard from uh, teachers and deans here. And, and now just to be able to hear from an alumna of the actual school who's gone on, who's been successful, uh, not only in the collegiate world, but in the professional world, too, to come back and speak on such a high moral grounds and, and to really credit Oak Crest School with developing you into who you are today. Claire, we thank you so much for joining us and uh, continued success. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. That was Claire, the marketing and production manager and alumna of Oakcrest School. Remember, if you want to contact Oakcrest to schedule an interview or a tour of the school, 703-790-5450, or you can go to oakcrest.org. Again, that is oakcrest.org. For Dan DiBiase, I'm Mike Washabaugh. This has been an exclusive production of the Guadalupe Radio Network. You are listening to 1160 AM WMET. Have a great day, everybody.